0: now once again here's mark
1: well, good morning everybody four
2: minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock and for the next couple hours we're going to be talking about cars and you're certainly welcome to join us all you have to do is give us a call 602-508-0960 602-508-0960 and uh gill will answer the phone and then we'll put you in queue and then he'll say in my headsets we got john next and then i'll go to john and that's kind of how we do it so tell me about the year they're making the model of the car and then tell me what the symptoms are what the question is and that's the easiest, easiest thing we do I have a couple of things that I cut out every once in a while and I, I use them on the show because they're, they're funny and they're thought provoking I think one of them is, is a good example the Tesla claims that the Model S will do 0-60 to 60 in less than 2 seconds and has a top speed of 200 miles an hour I'm wondering why. <laughs> now, I, I like speed, so 0 to 60 in 2 seconds, that's pretty strong, and 200 miles an hour. But who are they fishing for? And and this is a car that doesn't fit the mainstream. It doesn't, you know, but it Teslas are nice cars. There's no question about it. I just wonder about the marketing reasoning for that. 0 to 60 in 2 seconds and top speed of 200 miles an hour. I guess... Um, I guess it's uh, it's working for them because they're doing really well. In Phoenix, of course, wearing potholders on your hands during the summertime for your steering wheel is uh, something that you'll see every once in a while. I've said that before, and I've never really seen it, but I did last year. I, I saw an elderly man driving his car with what with, with they looked like potholders. They could have been just big, bulky gloves, but it was a hot day, and, and I understood it. And then one of the things we hear in the auto repair industry is I have a bumper-to-bumper warranty. And um, it, it's fine that they talk about a bumper-to-bumper warranty, but in reality, um, there's lots and lots of exclusions. So it's, it's, there's, a, there's a, at least a 50-50 chance on whatever the malady might be with your car that it's not covered under some exclusion. And it's kind of really strange how that works. And and trying to get common sense into the, the, the aftermarket warranty world is something that um, we've not been able to accomplish. So um, it's a difficult situation because the shop gets put in the middle between the consumer and his aftermarket warranty company. And um, we, we end up being the bearer of the bad news, and, 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 and sometimes in an effort to kind of mitigate the, the issue or to mediate the issue, but it's just something none of us that I know of in the auto repair industry really relish. And, and then there's a matter of, of synonyms and words. So um, we have parts in the car that can be known by various words, and it seems that sometimes that becomes a problem what we call something and uh it, it's just a a really difficult issue and and i'll tell you what i think is in the past i have purchased aftermarket warranties um for vehicles that i've owned and i remember once um that i bought a aftermarket warranty policy on a, a bounder motor home and this was in the 90s and it didn't cover the water pump now, now, this isn't the water pump in the coach that provides water to the toilets and the sinks and stuff. This is the water pump on the engine, but it, it covered power train and um, which is the engine and the transmission and the differential. And but in small letters there was an exclusion for the water pump and all related things. So it was just an interesting thing. But today I don't know that you would ever find an auto repair shop owner that has an aftermarket warranty unless it was given to him by somebody for free because that makes a a big difference. We had a situation where um, in another town in Arizona, the shop was working on a a vehicle, and um, it had an airbag light on, and through the process of the diagnostics where you you go through this process to determine is the module bad is one of the inputs bad is one of the outputs bad because you have three different areas of this airbag module as you do in most everything with your car so the module was determined to be defective and they actually ran the test with two different technicians so they went down and the only place you can buy an airbag control module is at the dealer so they went to the dealer they had the old one in their hand. They gave him the VIN number. The dealer said, "This is the replacement one. Everything is fine." They plug the the new one in, and um, when the t- technician goes to turn the key on, start the car, and back it out of the bay, as soon as he turns the key on, all the airbags and the suburban blow up, all of them. Now he he ends up with some blood on his face. And obviously, he's beat up because really unexpectedly he has the airbags blow. And not to mention that this is a multi thousand dollar repair because <laughs> we're going to have to replace all the airbags. So it happens, and it's not a completely foolproof system. Time will tell on what ultimately happens on this one. But it and 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 here's the deal the airbag has certain parameters before it can deploy, there has to be a a drastic reduction in speed. It can't be 60, 59, 58, 57. It can't be that. It has to be where you're doing 50 miles an hour, and in the blink of an eye, you've dropped to 31 miles an hour, so you've hit something. There's there's a tremendous loss of speed over a short period of time. None of those things occurred uh, during this this process. So, there's also a an airbag module um, it's called an event data recorder EDR and it it showed that the airbags had been deployed but it didn't show what the parameters were now, normally those of us that have access to the airbag control module we can plug into it and we can talk to the computer and we can determine what it is that happened and it's not uncommon for the airbag module to say, okay, the vehicle's doing 61 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden the steering wheel jerks to the right, the brakes are applied, and then at 61 miles an hour, in the blink of an eye, it drops to 31 miles an hour. So it's hit something that's very hard and not very movable, and there's been an instantaneous loss of 30 miles an hour in the blink of an eye. And during this period of time, the airbag module says, oop, we need airbags. So it's going to pop the airbags and hopefully it's going to catch your face before it hits the steering wheel or the dash. This is something that happens all the time. But don't, when you're in an an accident and you're going to be questioned by somebody, you always have the right to remain silent. And it's better to just shut the hell up as opposed to lie about whether you were wearing your seatbelt because there's no question whether you were wearing your seatbelt. Um... I'll give you an example. The driver and the passenger in a car that I remember, um, were, were adamant that they were buckled up before the crash, but they were both found in the back seat. (laughs) And so how is that? How is it that that happens? And so it was a, a, a rear end collision, but they were both in the back seat. They wouldn't be in the back seat if they had their seat belts on, because they'd still be in the front seat. So, um, I don't even know why they decided not to tell the truth. Um, another one is is that there's, there's tension and stretch marks of the actual seat belt near the rings or the loops that it travels through. Because when the airbag goes off, there's a lot going on. And when you come to an abrupt stop, the airbag um, module on newer cars straps you in tighter and when it does it's going to it's kind of like um a, a, a chain running through a, a wench it's going to pull down real hard well we're going to see those marks and if you were supposed to be in the airbag or if you were supposed to be in the seatbelt we would expect to see those we would also expect to see bruises and belt marks ag- across your chest we're also we also kind of know that if the seatbelt is found buckled <laughs> <laughs> that you weren't wearing it. <laughs> and, and the event data recorder is going to s- snitch you off. So just, it's not a great idea to lie about whether you were wearing your seatbelt or not because the seatbelt, that's the first thing the computer looks at is, is do you have your seatbelt on? Because if you're not there, then popping the airbags it doesn't make any sense. For instance, in the passenger side, if you have a crash and there's no one, there's no button the seat on the passenger side, then there's no airbag deployment because there's nobody there. But... A lot of times the seat mechanism will tell the computer, yes, there's a butt in the seat and it could very well be your dog or something like that. And then depending on the cars and depending on the year, make and model and all that other stuff, it may or may not throw the airbag on the passenger side because it sees what it appears, what might appear to be somebody sitting there. Those are the kinds of things. So, And last but not least, my crazy, um, you know, my, my head works in funny ways. Have you ever been driving down the road and you see a dump truck in front of you and it says, not responsible for broken windshields? That tickles me when I, when I read that. Um, first of all, um, truck, dump trucks and all trucks are supposed to have the load contained. That's all there is to it. We're not allowed to just drool sand or oil or water on the road from the bed of our truck. We're not We're not allowed to do that. So when they say, we're not responsible for broken windshields, you're driving down the road, and um, you've got people in the car. And then all of a sudden, the front passengers and one of the back passengers sees the tailgate of this dump truck kind of shake. And then all of a sudden, there's these rocks that slide off the back of the dump truck, and then they hit the road, and they bounce up high, and they bounce low. And all of a sudden, there's tick, tick, and you've got two dings in your windshield. Well, you have people that were there, you have cameras, you have all that kind of stuff. So that sign doesn't mean anything because they are responsible for making sure that there's no shift of the load and they're not allowed to drop stuff on the roadway. That's all there is to it. You're not allowed to do that. So if you create a hazard because you didn't sweep the back of the dump truck off and you're going to drive down the road dropping boulders because you're hauling a whole bunch of ABC. There's a good chance you're going to get into trouble now most insurance companies won't fight about it, but the idea is is it's a stupid sign because you can't say if I break your windshield, I'm responsible for that that's all there is to it and it's my job to make sure that my load is secure so just funny stuff that uh makes me laugh and makes my wife um call me names and stuff like that so six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty We've had a, and one of the things that I'm I'm regularly talk about is is um, your owner's manual, and it's how important it is to to read your owner's manual and to understand the parameters, because our industry has now taken many in our industry have taken it upon themselves to interpret the manual to benefit them. So it's not uncommon for your manual to say that you don't do any fluid changes or flushes. and That's cooling system flush, transmission flush, transfer case flush, differential flush, um, those kinds of things um, until 100,000 miles. But you you might run across a service rider who tells you that you need a transmission service at 30. And if you don't know that the manual calls for it at 100, then you're likely to say go ahead and do that and that is exactly the problem in our industry we are used to seeing you every 3,000 miles for an oil change every other oil change we rotate your tires and then we get to service your fluids and there's anywhere from three to five of them every 30k but today and for the last five maybe even ten years those fluid changes went to a hundred so we've lost lots of business I no longer get to flush your wallet let's and understand, I'm making a joke about that. I'm not allowed to flush your your car, or whatever, or your wallet at 30, 60, or 90. I get to do it at 100. I mean, I get to do provide those services to you, but with new fluids, new synthetic fluids, with just all kinds of enhancements to your car. I only get to do that at every 100K, and a lot of you don't even keep your car to 100K, and you get another one. Those are the kinds of things. So 602-508-0960, and we'll be right back.
3: Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago. Helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality, we have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one-half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m., to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works,
4: we work for you. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960, the Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7.
0: Dinesh D'Souza can teach you a thing or two.
3: They're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time.
5: Where have we heard that before? Well, the first time I really heard it was during the hostage crisis. Remember, uh, Jimmy Carter, uh, in which this superpower America is just being humiliated day after day after day. Well, those days are here again.
0: The Dinesh D'Souza podcast available on SalemPodcastNetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are heard. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. It's Meals
3: on Wheels. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
6: Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud
7: to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud
6: to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud
5: to be a member. I am proud to protect. Our...
6: Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
2: Well, it's 22 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and if you'd like to join us, it's a car question time. I'm a, a master technician. I've been working on cars when I first started in 1968 at a gas station in Tempe. And so um and we now and continue to run a auto repair shop in Tempe. So and it's not about the shop, it's about you and your concerns and and trying to help you guide you on what's best for you and not necessarily what's best for perhaps the person you chose to service your car. Those are the kinds of things, but I'm a big boy, and if they're doing a good job and you're a little hesitant, I'll let you know that I think they're doing a good job. And then if you've been told something that I don't agree with, I'll give you my version, and you can make up your mind. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been around in Phoenix since 1968. I had a call the other day from a gentleman who said, I just love Automatic Transmission Exchange. I took my car in there. I had a problem. Not only did they fix it, but they test drove it, and then they called later to find out if everything was still okay. So I'm really, really happy that Phil and his staff are as qualified and are as as just well-rounded as they are. So leaking, it won't shift right. I got a light on. I got a transmission code, whatever. Automatic transmission exchange would be a good place to go. Byron, good morning. How can we help you this morning? Yes,
8: good good morning, Mark. Uh, I'm a snowbird, and I only put maybe twelve or <clears throat> fifteen hundred miles on my car. And it seems like every time I go into the shop or the dealership, they want to keep on changing my uh, oil. Uh, I know the the recommended is probably six thousand miles in my manual. <clears throat> it's an older car, ninety uh, or excuse me, an 07. What's your recommendation? Do I need to change it every year?
2: And and I think or we had an email about this didn't we? Yes, that was fine. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, And and then let me just kind of fill everybody else in. Um, Our industry has decided that we're going to change the parameters in your owner's manual to benefit us and not you. And so I've made it very clear about that. Um, and, And I'm constantly referring to telling people, look at your manual. That's the Bible. Do what it says, not what you're told. But Byron, you've got me with my pants down on this one because well, <laughs> this is the, I mean this is the first one oil
8: maybe oil may be different than all the other fluids just because of condensation because of heat and because of storage and all that stuff, but I don't know what the answer is
2: well and your question in the email was is that you always say consult a manual." and but then here's here's the other side of the coin and and changing it annually even though you have 12 to 1500 miles on it annually um i'm going to go with the one time annually i i'm not going to go with the the multiple times uh, on a car that's only being driven that much so I'm going to step back from the manual and say that you 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 will be served once a year if that's what you want to do. We did talk, and I think I sent you an email back. I, I answer a lot of these, so... It It's important sure. to go through a heat cycle in the car, so do that the best you can. Don't just drive to your girlfriend's house or to the liquor store or to the pool hall or go play golf and it's all within a mile because that's not the kind of heat cycle we need. Fully operational, 220 degrees, and then bring it back down. But in this particular case, I don't really care what your manual says. Um, I, I, you could do that, but I'm quite sure your manual calls for an oil change at least at 3,000. And, again, you just said 12 to 1,500 miles a year. So I say right. once a year. And, 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 and in this particular example, I'm going to say forget the manual. Let's use more common sense.
8: Well, thank you for your honesty, and I appreciate the knowing that the uh, thirty or fifty dollars I spend is is worthwhile.
2: Well, and and that's okay. You just pulled my pants down in front of everybody and embarrassed me because I had, <laughs> I I always say check your manual, but this is the right. first time, uh, and I'm glad you called. I, this well, is the first you. time I I've had this. Conversation, and I was wrong in this situation. It's it's I'm not going to follow the manual. I'm I'm going to follow common mm-hmm. sense, and of course, my common sense may be a little different. But that's okay. I, um, I I I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you, but I do no, have your I'm, phone number.
8: I'm fine with that, <laughs> and I I'm glad I got the recommendation that I sort of have been going along with. But <clears throat> I certainly will follow the manual regarding the other fluids because I think it's wise.
2: Yeah, in in your particular case, you're just not going through too many heat cycles in a year, so you're going to probably build up more water than normal. So, cha- besides that, it's how much is an oil change? Thirty dollars, thirty-five dollars yeah. for conventional. Yeah. So, th- right. it, this that's a good. And on top of that, and here's here's my other reason why I'm I'm backing away from looking the manual, is during the oil change we're going to check your belts, your hoses, your fluids, and your tires. And your brakes, if right. you can see them. So that inspection's kind of cool, and it's free, and sure. it's part of the oil change. So sure. I don't see that there's uh... now. The only thing make me would change my mind is if your wife called me and she was mad, and um, <laughs> that would be the only reason i changed my mind.
8: <laughs> I told her I was leaving and I'd be back in two hours. And don't worry, I'm fine. I'm just listening to the radio.
2: <laughs> okay. All righty, all righty, Byron. Thanks Thank you lot. very much. Okay. Thank you. All righty. Uh, Speaking of good shops, and I'm proud of the shops that I, I refer you to because um, I get lots of nice accolades about the shop. Blackwell Automotive, he's up on 40th and Greenway. Tom and I have been friends. We're two two crazy guys cut from the same cloth. We both have really good automotive backgrounds. We're both very, very smart. We're both ASC certified masters, all that kind of stuff. We know right from wrong and no young Three whiskered kid that just got out of trade school is going to tell us something that we know isn't true, and we will politely correct them. But Blackwell's a good shop. He's the only one up in that North Scottsdale area that I can recommend. There's lots of shops up there, and if you have one that I don't recommend and you like them, then stay there. That's okay. The relationship between you and the shop is very important. But my promise to you on our best shops is this if you have a problem with the shop, and some dispute resolution process says to the shop, write him a check for 200, and the shop doesn't. I'll write you the check for 200. I'm guaranteeing you're going to be put back, up to $5,000. And here's the good news: I've been talking about good shops in Phoenix since 1988, and I've never paid that money to anybody. However, I came close. Uh, one of the shops did something wrong, and he was in an area of a car that he shouldn't have been. And I was prepared to write the check. And at the last minute, the shop decided to write the check themselves. But I was prepared. I was talking to the customer. That's as close as I've ever come. So you have my promise. These are the best I can find. These are friends of mine as well. So, And they are friends of mine, many of them, after they applied to be on the best car repair shops list from Mark Salem. So 602-508-0960. If you want to talk cars and have a car question, one more time, 602-508-0960. We're here every Saturday from 10 to 12 on KKNT talking about cars. My email address is mark at marksalem.com in case you want to send me an email. We'll be back right after this.
4: America,
9: for which it stands. A lot of what you're seeing as attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science.
4: We are led by buffoons. They have no
0: idea what they're doing. We know that now. They're imposters.
9: I've read Mao Zedong.
0: I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. There must be accountability. Biden must
4: resign or be impeached. This is America. But it doesn't have to be, and we can't let it. Dennis Prager, Larry Elder, and Charlie Kirk are coming to Phoenix as 960 The Patriot presents America for which it stands and how to defend her in an age of authoritarianism and censorship. The most important event of 2021, a year in the making. November 16th at the historic Orpheum Theater. Dennis Prager, Larry Elder, and Charlie Kirk. November 16th. Tickets and event info at 960thepatriot.com. 960thepatriot.com. Sponsored by Midas Gold Group. Wings
7: for Warriors Foundation is nationally recognized. 501c3 nonprofit organization in support of veterans, first responders, and their families. Help them celebrate 10 years of service at their upcoming Veterans Day Gala. A night of honoring and giving. Thursday, November 11th from 7 to 10 p.m. at the Madison Center for the Arts. There will be a dessert and cocktail reception with live music performances, silent and live auctions, an impactful keynote speaker, and much, much more. Wings for Warriors Foundation supports the holistic needs of veterans. First responders and their families with transformational growth, well-being, and spiritual fitness. This event will be raising funds to support faith-based trauma counseling, equine therapy, Gold Star Family Retreats, Hyperbaric Oxygen Treatment for PTS and TBI, and Camaraderie and Healing Adventures. Wings for Warriors Foundation goes above and beyond the call of duty for our military and first responder communities. For further event details, tickets, or sponsorships, please visit wingsforwarriors.org. Help them celebrate 10 years of service at their upcoming Veterans Day Gala.
6: Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish, terrier-hound-chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white-gray-brown-black brindle. Simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, oh, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Sachma is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council.
10: All about that theme
6: and all hey, Thirty-four
2: minutes after the hour, ten o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. We're talking about cars. If you have a car question, or maybe a dispute, or maybe an argument between your wife or your husband or your kids or your neighbor, then ask. It. Then give us a call and ask us. We'll see if we can uh, come to some kind of a conclusion. We typically don't finish these kinds of things, but we're welcome to, we're, I'm welcome, I'm happy to chime in is what I really need to say. Okay, Kurtz Auto Repairs up at I 17 and, and Bell Road. He's on the northeast corner, been around a very long time. Um, he opened his doors in 1987, so, He'll be here for a while. He works on both domestic and import vehicles, both gas and diesel. He has ASC certified technicians, which means your vehicle is going to be looked at, diagnosed, and repaired by a well-trained and certified professional technician. So, again, Kurtz Auto Repair is on I-17 in Bell Road. He's a good guy, and you uh, in that general vicinity, he's uh, he's one of the best shops I know. Okay. I am surrounded by engineers in my life, um, and, and these guys are are typically accident reconstructionists and stuff like that, and they they know stuff about stuff that I don't know anything about. So, if you remember at the beginning of the show, I said something about Tesla doing from zero to sixty in two seconds. So this is what I get from one of my engineer buddies, he, and 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 it's it's it makes sense to me hopefully it will to you tesla is accelerating to 60 miles an hour in 2 seconds would be an acceleration rate of 1.4 g's means they have some pretty fancy tires since road tire friction is usually half that much <laughs> so jim jim let's let's assume that this is an all wheel drive car Does it change that? And, of course, these guys have my cell phone number so they can comment. And and a lot of times I can't read what they say because they use bad words and they make fun of me. But, Jim, I'm asking you, if it was an all-wheel drive and it just had more than two drive wheels, all four of them were drive wheels, would that change this and make it sound a little more palatable? But, basically, from zero to 60 in two seconds... He's saying that they better have some really sticky tires and they better have a really sticky roadway, something completely abnormal to what we normally drive on, something that's real sticky for, like I say, the tire and the roadway. Then they could do that. Otherwise, they would lose traction and they would uh, and not be able to hit that. So I don't know, but... So that's the question. And you can either text me with answer or you can call in, you big chicken, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And we have a caller. Uh, Who might that be, Gil?
9: Say hello to Harold.
2: Harold, good morning.
10: Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, uh, I have a lady friend up here in North Scottsdale that has a terrible dilemma. About a year ago, she bought a new Ford Escape And since that time, she has had to take it into the dealer at least twice to get wiring repaired because apparently rodents are getting into her engine compartment and tearing this thing apart. And she has spent approximately $2,000 in one year trying to get this thing uh, running well. Do you know of anything you can do to help? prevent rodents from doing this
2: um yes but but let me ask you a question first normally her car insurance would take care of this she didn't report it to her own insurance company
10: well i had i don't think she did i'll check with her on that
2: yeah because normally rodent damage is covered if you have full coverage and, and if it's a new ford escort and they're pretty tasty by the way um, animals seem to like wiring in general, and I'm making fun of forge right now, but no this is a problem. A good rodent guy would have the things I'll tell you the cowboy way the cowboy way is um, this is a true story somebody wired metal uh a strip of metal all the way around their car and they hooked the car and and this other piece of metal um, to the to a wall outlet so when the animals stood on one piece of metal and reached for the car was the last second of their life. Now, it created a little bit of smoke and a bad smell. (laughs) But the idea is, now, a lot of people will oftentimes mix a, 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 a pepper substance with water and spray it on the engine compartment, and that will keep them away. There's other people who put lights underneath the car, thinking that is, but you can Google rodents eating my wires on my car or my truck, and there's going to be all kinds of stuff there. Um, she could, there, there is something that, that she can be helped with, but I, I think I would advise her to find a rodent guy who has fixed this problem before. And perhaps maybe that it's just, just a matter of um, making sure that there's no rodents that can get into the garage that she parks it. Well, that's
10: unfortunate in that she has a carport. Okay. So the vehicle is open to the environment 24 hours a day.
2: Okay. All yeah. right. In in that case then there's probably going to be some traps and there's and it's probably something that you're not going to get the generation after generation after generation coming over and eating up the wiring. But uh, two things. Have her call a couple or look up a couple of rodent companies and then go to their reviews and make sure that they're good and they do what they say. The second thing is is ask her to, if she could call her insurance agent and say, are these bills that I've already paid covered? And is it too late to submit them? And um, I think that's, that would be good advice for her. But I think that's the option. she's All right. You're welcome, Harold. 602-508-0960. And we'll be back right after this.
4: Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7.
0: We're on a mission to connect every Arizona service member, veteran, and their families to the support and resources they deserve. If you or someone you know needs assistance with benefits, health care and wellness, employment, or housing, Visit connectveterans.org or call 866-4-AZ-VETS right now to learn more. This message is brought to you by the Arizona Coalition for Military Families, the Arizona Department of Veterans Services, and Arizona's Be Connected Partners.
10: I started my
5: adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. satellite system operator. As
7: a space systems operator.
5: I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We deliver the world's timeliest
9: environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We
3: take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then
9: flying them from Germany back to the States. As a
3: member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's
7: a very exciting career. One of the
3: greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities the training in the Air Force
5: Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to finish. I was definitely a bonus.
0: Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief
2: operations in places like Haiti.
6: The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally
7: different from what I did.
5: Being able to travel.
9: I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates.
7: We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those
9: opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. (laughs) Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
8: At a time when misinformation is all too common on social media, we take great pride in bringing you the news that matters, that impacts your family, news you can trust. Local broadcast journalists bring you the facts, covering the stories breaking in our community and across the globe. Text RADIO to 52886. And let Congress know you depend on local journalism. This message furnished by the National Association of
2: Broadcasters. So when it comes to having your car repaired, um, I have a list of good shops you can find on MarkSalem.com. That's my name, Mark Salem Salem spelled like the cigarette.com. And Action Auto Repair at I-17 in Deer Valley is one of those. He's family owned and operated, and I've known Tom since 1983. He sold me my first scope and he could make that machine dance and he could use that machine in a a diagnostic way that to this day I envied him. So no matter what kind of repair or car you have, there's a good chance, a very good chance, that they have staff that's capable of working on your car. Their are technicians are ASC Master Certified Technician, and I can assure you, Tom's like the most of the rest of us, we know right from wrong, and no young buck's going to sell us on the idea that having a tire fall off after he just rotated the tires is something that it wasn't his fault. So it's just a matter of we've been there and we've done that. Okay, we're talking about this Tesla going from zero to 60 in two seconds. So here's the newest the newest ones. <laughs> I said to this engineer I'm talking to, um, well, if it was an all-wheel drive instead of just a two-wheel drive, would that would give it more traction. And he he uses bad words, and I'm not going to repeat those. But it says, "No, all four tires spinning is still 0.7 g's. You cannot accelerate greater than that unless you have quote soft tires." So this Tesla zero to sixty would suggest that there's more to the subject. Perhaps the roadway was grittier. Perhaps there was a special soft tire that gave this car the ability to accelerate twice as fast as a normal tire would let them. So it's 0.7 G's on a normal tire, and they would have to have double that kind of tire in its ability to be sticky in order to pull a two-second zero to 60. So I don't know, and I don't care, but I deal with engineers, and these guys are all great guys, But um, they're, and they're sure having a lot of fun because... <laughs> and, and he goes, it also means they could do a burnout with all four tires, but then there would also be no directional stability. <laughs> and what he means by that is when you've got all four tires of your car spinning, it's not really like that you can aim it somewhere. If they're all spinning, then as soon as you turn left or turn to right, the car's going to go where it wants to go. So the stability. And then the computer's going to have a tough time breaking this tire to make you go a little bit right. And just about at the time it does that, then all of a sudden you have to break this tire to straighten it out. And this happens 10 times or more in the blink of an eye with computers on stability control. So we've got computers in there, but it's just that... It just boggles my mind that we're zero to 60 in two seconds. That's the whole issue about it. 602-508-0960 if you have a car question or if you have a comment. 602-508-0960. And I'm not going to get into the Tesla discussion um, because the guys that have Teslas that are that are friends of mine are just like rabid defenders of their car. And I would be too if I spent that much money on a car. <laughs> I'd just as soon drive a big one-ton dually. You know what I mean? I don't care. If we have a crash with a Tesla, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be a little safer than they are. Nevertheless, that's just personal choice, and that's the same way with the rest of you. Uh, you all have the chance. Autodynamics is in Sun City. been around a long time, since 1982, and I've known the family, the Nide family, since the 70s. So I know that they know the difference between right and wrong. I know that automotive dynamics, they don't pay their staff or their technicians a commissions or a percentage of the repair bill. Therefore, they can be assured that they're not going to sell you unnecessary parts or repairs. Now, there's other shops that do that, but they have checks and balances in the system. So if you're looking for a great shop in Sun City, I can only recommend Automotive Dynamics, north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. So Grand and 99th Avenue would be the place that you would go. When you pick a repair shop, you you should always make sure that there is a, a high level of, of discussion back and forth Ladies, whatever you do, don't come go to your shop and tell them your husband said that, they, that he wanted them to replace all the spark plug wires. This happened the other day to us. All the spark plug wires on the car because he diagnosed that as being a problem. We, we politely said, would you, would you share the problem with us? Now, we would expect the driver to say it, it runs rough intermittently and uh sometimes it it runs rough like it's not on all the spark plugs aren't working, and sometimes it runs perfectly smooth and nice and accelerates nice, but sometimes it goes da 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 that kind of stuff. That's kind of what we need when you come in and tell us that your husband wants us to put spark plug wires in, we're kind of holding our breath because we know that there's a fifty fifty chance he's wrong and then then the argument starts. And I think what happens is, is there's an assumption that if I tell them put spark plug wires on, I'm I, I'm I'm probably going to be right, but you may not. But you still have to pay the diagnostic fee the next time. And there is a diagnostic charge, but the shop's going to stand up and say, wait a minute, it's not the plugs. You have a bad coil frame, and the coil itself spark is jumping to the metal frame. All I have to do is replace the coil. That's it. And so those are the kinds of things and i know women that you're in the middle of those kinds of of things but if you could just help us out and tell us what the symptoms are and then we can give you a diagnostic cost and typically it's, there's going to be a range and those are the kinds of things that uh, that we hope that we'll we we'll be able to work through not too long ago two two times in one week we got a vehicle where someone had tried but couldn't get something done And in both of those cases, it was a spark plug that had, the spark plug was deep within a hole, and one of them was in a vehicle, and one of them was in a motorcycle. And somebody had just boogered up everything. And I think the bid on both of those was pull the head off and fix the spark plug hole. That's the worst-case scenario. On the car, the bill was about $1,600. On the motorcycle, the bill was probably close to a thousand because the head was going to have to either be replaced because the spark plug threads were wiped out and the spark plug was galled in there, and we couldn't go to an oversize. At the end of the day, and through the grace of God, we were lucky. We were able to punch the center of the spark plug out and then put an easy-out in there and bring the spark plug out. And in both cases, there was good threads left over, but we still had a bunch of trash inside the engine that we needed to get out before we started it up. Because remember, I said we punched the center of the spark plug into the cylinder. So, And with the cameras that we have, we can go inside, and we can look around inside, and we can find the pieces and all that kind of stuff. But that doesn't happen very often. I would say 8 out of 10 times we have to take the head off because now if somebody would have just not tried and failed, then our success rate is significantly higher. We probably can pull those kinds of, especially on the Fords that blow the center out of the electrodes, or they throw the spark plug out and it needs new threads. We have all the equipment, our industry has all the equipment necessary to put that back together without doing major disassembly of the engine. So be wary because I know that most of the shops that I commiserate with, if you call us and tell us you have a four-cylinder Honda and there's a spark plug that's been stripped or broken off or whatever, we're going to hit you in the face with a big estimate worst-case scenario we need to open that door and make sure you know this is the worst-case scenario so it's take the head off maybe weld the hole up maybe drill and tap the spark plug hole or maybe replace the head with the used head there's a lot of things that can be but we want you to know what the top end is and of course if we end up fixing it for $350 then we're heroes but we're not going to tell you about the 350. We're just going to have that in our hip pocket. Now nah, you're thinking, and I agree with you, there's probably somebody out there that's going to charge you the $2,000 on the worst-case scenario when it really was the $350 repair. Yeah, here's the problem with that. Any good technician could look that vehicle over and know the head wasn't removed, know that this fix was done on the outside, know that there's new threads in there, know that they put a helicoil in there. So you always run a risk with something like that. The best thing to do when you're looking for a car shop is look at their reviews, but make sure that they have a couple of bad reviews. I looked at a company the other day that I was thinking about having Paint My House and up in Payson, and there was four or five of them that had glowing reviews and nobody said anything bad about them and most of the reviews weren't real specific it was just real glowing great people stuff like that I found one that had two bad reviews but had like sixty one four and five stars and the two bad reviews reflected poorly one of them was reflected poorly on someone at, at the business and then the other reflected poorly on the person who wrote it as far as Mark was concerned so those are the kinds of things that you that you want to and if Plan B is to stop by a couple of local auto parts store and ask them who pays their bill, who has technicians for a very long time, who treats their staff really good, um, who doesn't return parts that have obviously been installed and then put back in the box and the shop is lying. Oh, no, no, we ordered this, but she never showed up. No, you ordered this, the box is open, and the part's been installed. So you used my part to diagnose the car, and now you want to return a part that you installed on a car and have me sell it to somebody else. So that's the conversation that typically happens with the parts vendor and the shop when we start using their parts to diagnose your car. I'll tell you honestly, that happens once or twice a year for us. There are times we just don't have the sophisticated equipment on this car that represents one out of a thousand cars on the road. And so if it's a mass airflow sensor, then we'll just call the parts vendor and say, can we try one? And, and what we'll do is we'll put our business card inside the box, and and if you sell it and then it comes back as bad, I'll buy it then. And many times the vendor will allow that to happen. Sometimes they won't. And the shop has a dis... Do we send them to a shop that has the necessary equipment? Or do we say to them, we're 99% sure it's a mass airflow sensor, but if we do the mass airflow sensor and the labor and the diagnosis, you're $800 in the hole, and we could be wrong. Well, that's okay to have that discussion as long as everybody knows it. Who Who's on the phone? Say hello to Robert. Robert, good morning.
1: Hey, buddy. How's it going?
2: Good, good, good. Thank you.
1: Good. Hey, I had a, a Cadillac converter stolen this week, and I was curious about what the law states. I had four converters on my truck. They cut one side off, which took two converters. And when I got to the uh, muffler shop, he said he could pull one on the side that they stole. That would replace the two, but he couldn't take the one. W- one of them from the other side and put it on the, the side that was stolen.
2: Those, so what's those the deal deci- with that? okay. Those decisions are made by the shop because there's other shops that are going to be the opposite of that. There's a lot of shops that are going to say, "I'm going to save you a lot of trouble." This is what I would say to you: I'm going to save you a lot of trouble. I'm going to put it back the way it came from the factory. That's what's going to happen at missions. So if they've got two cats side by side, then that's what I'm going to put back on. Let me ask you a question. Is your insurance company involved? No. Why not?
1: Because I have high deductible. It cost me basically uh three hundred bucks to put a converter on. I didn't have the uh sensors put on. He wasn't able to do that. Okay. So I gotta have that done.
2: Okay. But
1: no, I got high deductible.
2: Did you get a new converter for three hundred dollars?
1: I believe so. I didn't ask. I okay. thought it
2: was. It looked new. I got it underneath there this morning, look at it, and it looked new. Okay, okay, okay. I, it, usually they're just more than that. The, the installation of the, and obviously we have to match the pipe because they cut it. So we're going to have to extend the pipe. We're going to have to do some welding and stuff like yeah. that. So we we we've done all of those. But, um, I I would first say let's put it back the way it was. But. If you went into an auto parts store and you looked at some of the drawings, here's the deal. Your truck may have been made in December, let's just pretend, December of 14, but yet in February of 15, that same truck ended up with one cat where it was two before. So that kind of a close thing, I'd probably take the chance. I would make sure the customer was involved, but really and truly, you probably ought to put it back the way that that it was now, Um, just because I think there's a 50-50 chance down the road later you're going to have to spend some money to do it again, and, and that's that's my suggestion to you.
1: Okay, so basically to put the sensors on, I need to come to a repair shop and put those in?
2: Well, yeah. Because i got the, the engine lights on. Okay, but, but those just, you drill a hole in it, and then you weld those on, and then you just screw your O2 sensors into them. Okay. So, I mean, that, that's really not that big of a deal. But um, you need to know where to do that. And so there is a specific area of the converter that we need to put the sensors in. Sometimes they're in front of this converter, and sometimes they're not. But I've got to run, but thank you very much. And if you want to continue the conversation, Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email address, and I'll, I'll guide you the very best I can. We have open lines available, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we're going to come back in a few minutes with another hour.